always got pixelexia, okay? This all on you? This all on your cow? Welcome, foolish mortals. It is with deepest pride and greatest pleasure that we welcome you tonight. The reference here is very obscure. Welcome to the Obscure World of Disney. You're listening to the Obscure Disney Podcast. It's our belief that no detail is too small, no character cameo too short, and no quirk too strange to be celebrated. And with new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday, why not get an annual pass wherever you get your podcast from or find us at ObscureDisneyPodcast.com. And see all of our fun patches at DisneyPatch.com. Oh boy, another movie based on a Disney attraction. But it's my favorite ride ever. Right. <laughs> um... So a few years back, uh, Disney had a rip-roaring hit with a little tiny film series called Pirates of the Caribbean. And the world changed forever. Now, to be fair, it wasn't the first movie they'd made based on an attraction. They had their Haunted Mansion attraction first. Uh, they did that. Movie first. But Pirates was the first one that took off like a rocket and people were excited about. It was a great it was a great direction to go with for sure. Sure. Yeah. Um and ever since then they've been remaking their cartoons and making film versions of their rides. Yeah. <laughs> um uh, we have The Jungle Cruise hopefully coming out soonish. I still don't know if we have an actual date for that. No, but the filming things looked great, right? I hope I'm so. still sticking with it. Okay. I I'm I am cautiously optimistic that the jungle cruise will be a fun movie uh it seemed like emily blunt and dwayne johnson had a great time yeah making it so yeah. that usually spills over into the film yeah um so they've decided that hey let's make a movie about space mountain right they are because um we all know that space has many mountains uh, <laughs> <laughs> They have a lot to choose from. There's, there's, there's mountains all over the place. Um, yeah, because I mean, I don't. We don't know anything about the movie, right? We just know that they just said that it was going to happen. We have a couple details. We like okay, but a, a while back they made a film called Tomorrowland. I don't know if you recall this or not. It was not very popular or okay. well received, um, and so I'm interested to see what direction they might take Space Mountain in. Uh, thus far, we, of course, have zero release date because it's just in the very beginning mm -hmm. stages of things. So we have no idea when it might come out. They did hire a screenwriter. His name is Joby Harold. J-O-B-Y. Joby. Oh, I love Joby. That's a cute name, right? I have no idea who Joby is. Joby Harold. Uh, currently, they are, love. they are working on the Disney Plus Obi-Wan Kenobi series oh, that's coming good. out. So... Potentially, when we see the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, yeah. we can kind of get a feel of this person's writing okay. and kind of get an idea of what direction they might go in. That's going to be fun. Yeah, it could be interesting. Um, it was al It's also being made by the studio that produced the live-action Aladdin film mm. uh, called Rideback Studios, apparently. Um, Aladdin wasn't a bad movie. Um, mm -mm. It wasn't my personal favorite, but it it didn't look bad, which is good to know. I probably should know this, but why does Disney have to hire a production studio like that? Like, right? 
as you know, it's a fair question. Uh, I think a lot of it is just the uh, facilities they need to do all those things. Huh. Uh, ever since you know Hollywood Studios is no longer a studio, <laughs> uh, they've got to have places to build the sets and okay. people. That I I'm thinking that's probably that's why they the do deal. it that way. Interesting. That's yeah. very interesting. You know that is a bit interesting because we have the Pinewood Studios. It's down here where a lot of like the the big uh, films were made, um, Avengers and all that other stuff. Right. It is really interesting that like Disney just doesn't own that studio because it's pretty small. They could have bought it up in a second without even trying. For sure. So, And that's, I mean, that's an interesting point because Disney, now that they're making so much content, so many live action films, uh, you would think that having a production facility to do that in would be a priority. Yeah. Uh, but it maybe it's a liability. Maybe it's extra work and money and people that they don't care to hire if they can get other people to do it. I must be. Um. I'm going to find out the answer, folks. Okay. Get into the bottom of it. I am. Uh, Disney still is extremely particular about how things are done. Uh So I assume that while they have a production company, Disney still has a very firm hold on the reins. Yeah. uh, Because that tends to be their MO in most things. Yeah, definitely so. Um, And that's about the extent of the actual concrete knowledge that we have as to what this movie is. Mm. Which is not very much. Not a lot. Yeah. Um, my initial thoughts when I heard they were making a Space Mountain movie is, wouldn't it be great if they did a 60s style of the future the way that Disney originally built it? Okay. So it's, you know, the the really plasticky kind of environment and the weird machines that they thought the homes of the future would have yeah the kind of spacesuits that people would wear um because that's what the original concept around the space mountain was it was kind of like a ooh, look at the future uh-huh. you know type of setup yeah almost like a george almost like the jetsons like the jetsons almost would be interesting i think because it's a it's a faction of space movie that we haven't done for a while. Yeah. You think of like Flash Gordon and things like that from back in the day. There's like a there's a very specific style to that 60s vision of the future. Yeah. Where um if you remember uh in Disneyland, Monsanto had a house of the future there. I do remember. That was this. made out of all plastic because plastic was the material the, the of the material future. of the future uh so like they had like basically like mcdonald's booth seating in all of the houses uh-huh. where it was like a a hard plastic seat and their uh dishwashers came up and down out of the top of the countertops and you know it was a very specific style i mean listen mcdonald's seats are easy to clean but Very nobody wants true. them in their house. I mean, if you need to sterilize your house on a regular basis, having plastic seats is a great way oh, to hey, do it. Hey, maybe this is the thing in the future. Maybe then. we're getting there. <laughs> um, but I thought it that would be... It longer to get there than expected, apparently. I thought, I thought that would be fun to have kind of like a kitschy tongue-in-cheek kind of look at what the future we thought was going to be. Right. Uh, instead of what it actually is. Because what I'm kind of nervous about is that they're going to make it a quote-unquote gritty, realistic space movie. I hate go too. Which I think that's definitely going to be a problem. I I don't really want. Yeah. Um. 
but with the way that Pirates of the Caribbean worked out with it being a bit more gritty and realistic, I'm afraid that that's going to be the direction that they push this in. That it's going to be like an unconquerable mountain of sorts on a, and they're going to have to get there and, and traverse up the mountain or something like that, right? I hope not. Do you think that, (laughs) doesn't it almost feel like that's the natural way to go with it? Um, But it's not intriguing, really. It does feel like there's going to have to be some sort of quote unquote mountain involved. So there has to be a, a journey involved, you know, that kind of thing. Um, But what I, I also thought would be kind of interesting is that there are space mountains sprinkled across the globe Uh as we have them now. Oh, I like where you're going. Wouldn't it be fun to have all of those represented either by character or by actually traveling to different types of space mountains? Oh, I thought for the series, because you know that they're going to release like oh, four stop. versions Let's of it. not start with the series. <laughs> Let's just get one good movie out. Can out we do first. that? Okay, so there's going to be a series of Space Mountains that you need to go to, and each one is slightly different? Potentially, like um, if everyone is a different space colony, or maybe they're on different planets, or, you know, whatever this, or because they are in different countries, maybe we have different ethnicities of people representing different space mountains. We have the French one from, you know, Disneyland Paris. We have uh-huh. the one in Tokyo. You know, it would be interesting to have all those. I mean, would it be weird to have a Floridian and a Californian? But like you legitimately have all these different mountains that do have a different kind of flavor to them. Yeah which could be interesting to try to explore in a movie format. Um, Whether those mountains, like I said, are actual physical different places or represented by different people. Yeah. With different ideologies or whatever. Okay. I mean, listen, I just love the the Paris version of it so much that, um, Mm. and it saved that park. So that's fantastic. The Jules Verne type of I totally wanted to be all just all about, you know, steampunk. That would be... Oh, phenomenal okay. fun. That's totally different than the 60s version. So yeah, a steampunk version. Would Which be would be so off-putting to people that they'd be like, what is this? Well, I mean, plenty of people I'm sure have been there. And steampunk is a very popular genre mm. of mm. look. I love it. So maybe they could do a steampunk version, which would be a very unique thing. I can't think of the last time that I saw a steampunk space movie. Or if the two, if the two, two were com- met up in space somehow and then we have the two different versions and they have to work together the 60s and the steampunk yeah joining forces joining forces what a juxtaposition that would be i would love it um and then i was wondering too as far as an obstacle so we've kind of talked about how a mountain a journey of some kind is important but i had a thought that you probably won't be a fan of okay what if Ghost Galaxy shows up in the Space Mountain movie? <laughs> For Halloween version only. And that better be in in the third installment. No. I don't want it in the first one. Because the Ghost Galaxy is the only quote-unquote villain that they've ever had All for right. a Space Mountain. I'm okay if you turn him into the bad guy and don't show anything of him. How is that going to work? I don't think that would work at all. No. Uh, the Ghost Galaxy, for those of you that don't know, is an overlay that they do at Halloween at Disneyland where they change it to be far darker. Yeah. And there is a galaxy that looks kind of skeletal zombie-ish and he chases the rockets around inside Space Mountain, right? It's pretty spooky. Uh, he's aggressive. It looks like a like a storm yeah. out in space. 
it's a cool concept that could potentially be a, a good antagonist yeah. for a space movie that really has no other antagonist. Yeah. I hate to say that I'm kind of tired of space itself or space travel being the antagonist. Yeah. Because it's too real. Something uh-huh. always goes wrong <laughs> when people are in space. I'm okay with space ghosts. Sure. Yeah, space ghosts. Why not? Completely. Okay. I'm okay with this. I'm okay with it. I find it intriguing enough that it's worth exploring and I would be intrigued to go see the movie. Right. Yeah. Um, another question then it's going to come to is whose music do we use? Because I understand that Disneyland Paris has a had a soundtrack. I'm not sure they play it as much anymore. Uh-huh. But Disneyland California has some of the most iconic, I think, Space Mountain music. They do. It's great. Um, and while Pirates of the Caribbean didn't necessarily use the pirate song. It was softly influenced it by. It was influenced by, and they did sing it. Um, the the California version of space mountain has kind of a rock almost Mm. like a futuristic rock synth type of song to it. And I'm okay with that. Obviously you're good with that. I'm okay. I'm definitely okay. And really, I almost feel like the two U S versions of the ride are so similar in nature with the music that either one of them could be interchanged throughout the movie even. Mm. And I don't think that would make much of a difference. Would do you? I mean, to say the one in Florida has a soundtrack is being very generous. Oh, yeah, that's a great point. (laughs) It doesn't really. There's a few sound effects of sorts. Right. Um, But that's, I think the interesting thing about it is that while we have two versions of it here in the United States, the the atmosphere is pretty different between the two. Uh, I feel like the one in Florida out of necessity for the line being longer has a bit more of a calm, almost space station exploration. Sleeping. Yeah. Like <laughs> a, feels like you're going to a hotel. Kind of like the international space station type of thing that yeah. I would feel where it's more just kind of out there floating about. Whereas the one in California, I get the feeling that you are aggressively going into space uh, you are part it does of, feel like you're joining a spaceship yeah you're kind of an exploratory group you are you are shooting yourself up into space and you know that kind yeah. of thing so uh, i think there's a major difference in i just love the, those lift hills so much on that so ride. good oh so good um which again this is imagery that i think needs to be in the film however they do it i don't really care but that lift hill at Disneyland yeah. needs to be in the movie somewhere. I think so. Uh, of course. Figure out how to do that, folks. It's an impossible feat, so go ahead and do it. It's completely impossible. <laughs> like, But if you do it, you'll make billions. Because I was wondering, uh, for those of us that have been to Disneyland enough, there's in the pre-boarding video, there's a man who is sickeningly darkly tanned like uh-huh. i don't know it looks fake and it might be the the tvs that they have in there but it looks like a really <laughs> heavy heavy dark fake tan uh-huh. and i'm like man that guy needs to be in there somewhere just oh it's true just because it's so ridiculous <laughs> um 
But the question is, how do they differentiate this from their Star Wars projects? Well, because that's exactly what I was going to say is, I mean, we're kidding ourselves if we don't say that they're going to do Hyperspace Mountain and just have it a crossover mm. between the two automatically. And I'm only kidding. They're not doing that. I but, wouldn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> but it just feels so Disney to be like, how about this, folks? And tie it in together. Cause, Let's make a giant universe. Yeah, because yeah. I love Hyperspace Mountain. Like, I think that is such a fun ride, too. Yeah. Um, And so, but it is very much Star Wars at that point. It is and just Star Wars. It's literally yeah. Star Wars on there. Yeah. And so if you're going to see, so for that reason alone, you absolutely cannot do that for for the movie version. It's a strong enough concept. It deserves to stand on its own. Yeah. So... Well, and that's, but that's the thing is like, we, we've seen enough Star Wars movies now produced by Disney to know what they can do with a space theme, uh-huh. uh, with space mountain, the film, they have the liberties to do something completely different. So the question is how far are they going to stray away to make sure that it's not just Star Wars light right, or Star Wars darker, grittier, or whatever it is that they've decided to do with this star, this Space Mountain movie, because we have so many movies now that they've done in space mm-hmm. that I feel like they really need to put in the effort to make it different than I what mean, they've done. And in a lot of ways, there is a new um, resurgence of the a lot of space. Mountain and Tomorrowland was built around the original space race to get to the moon. Basically, it was all that same time frame, right? And yeah. That's why it was so intriguing at the time. And some of that is really kind of becoming more of a thing today with SpaceX and all of these people that are now putting space hotels. There's now concepts of space hotels out there. Right. Um, they're putting a 4G network on the moon, just in case you didn't hear that news this week. Huh. True story. Um, so you've got a good signal when you get there? <laughs> what? Yeah, you the roaming charges are going to be ridiculous. <laughs> the though. roaming around literally brought to you by the roamer. Uh, <laughs> but they anyway, so I'm kind of in, I kind of think it's kind of fun that it's kind of like a, it's a new look into space with a new space world of sorts. Do you yeah. know what I'm trying to say? So I love it. And I love the property. Obviously it's my favorite ride ever. So good. So I'm very intrigued by the movie and then we're going to be there opening day. Oh, are we? If that's, a thing if they still do opening days in the future right because the real question (laughs) also is coming into play is how far are we out from allowing movie theaters to be normal again uh we've had a lot of discussions from theaters already saying we're probably not going to make it Um, yeah regal has reclosed all their 500 theaters across the nation and stuff yeah so who knows? And then Disney just barely announced another movie that's going straight to Disney Plus now, right? Soul. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that's what it was. So this, this is an interesting dilemma I think that we're having now is that I think uh, not just Disney, but everyone that creates films now is having to look at the, the very real possibility that they may not have an in-theater release. And what is that going to do to the quality of films that are coming out? Because, you know, some films are made to be those big summer blockbusters that lots of people go and see in theaters. And that subsidizes, of course, the cost of making all those films. Mm. Um, And with them going straight to people's homes, is that going to affect the quality of the films that may be coming out in the future? A lot of the companies in the past have said they have been looking for a direct-to-consumer, a legitimate 
reputable way to go direct to consumer for a, a true dollar mm-hmm. amount, you know? And so when given the opportunity with all of this, that's why it was intriguing that they sent, that they were able to do like Mulan straight to consumer. Yeah. And apparently they said Mulan made a ton of money okay. because even if the box office is a fourth of what it was before, they get to keep, they get to retain a hundred percent of the profits. They keep all the money. And so they get to make that. Plus they have the ability to have the, um, um, Plus, they have the ability to keep all rights and merchandising sales in the future, too, as we already know. So, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, it will. I don't think that the quality movie is going to be hurt necessarily. Yeah. They're able to keep quality up and maybe they just charge us more at home because we were getting to the point that we were able to get to the theater for a very good price. Well, and that's the other thing is that with like Mulan, uh, it was a $30 charge, which works out really well for people with large families or groups that wanted to go see it, it's infinitely cheaper than going to a theater before. Yeah, for a single person at home. Yeah. For for two people at home, $30 is still a pretty hefty ticket to go see a film. Yeah, I'm not doing it. Especially when they were having the um, A-list pass at AMC that was like, it was $20 for an entire month and you could go see three movies a week for four weeks in a row. Right. So, yeah. It's an interesting concept. It'll be interesting to see what the future of movies is and what the future of the Space Mountain movie could turn out to be. Needless to say, we're getting an in-home life-size cinema. Oh. <laughs> the entire side of our house will now be a movie screen. <laughs> uh, but it'll be interesting to see what happens. But it's like I always say, keep your hands and arms inside the rocket at all times. Follow my perfectly sculpted two-finger point to the exit. If you enjoyed today's podcast, rate, review us on your favorite podcast app. And if you didn't, help us do better by buying a patch at DisneyPatch.com. Always be proud of what makes you unique. And we'll see you next time on the Obscure Disney Podcast.